What is going on, guys? Welcome back to another episode of Lost and Lifting Talk. Today's episode is going to be all about weight loss plateaus, why they happen, how to get past them, and the game plan, the step-by-step action you should take if you reach a plateau to make sure that you come out the other side and still keep making progress inside of your fat loss journey. So I know this is a little bit of a weird time in the world with COVID-19 going on, everybody's lives, not everybody's, but a lot of our lives have changed a little bit. Some people's lives have slowed down. Some people's lives have sped up. But I just challenge all of you to keep learning to keep implementing with your training, with your nutrition, stay on top of this stuff. If we can stay focused during these times when life is a little bit harder, when we come out the other side, you're going to be so much further ahead compared to somebody who used this time as an excuse to not stay on top of your nutrition, not stay on top of your training, even if you're having to do at-home workouts, whatever it may be. I promise you're going to feel so much better and be so much more grateful for doing the things that you can to stay on track to at least maintain your results or even make progress throughout this time. I have some clients, today was check-ins, and I had a good amount of clients who last week was the first week of COVID-19 really hitting us hard, and I still have clients making great fat loss progress, still on top of their goals. We've just had to correct their training a little bit to move to more at-home workouts for some. Some people are still training at gyms. Most aren't, but it's just a little bit of auto-correction. You've just got to go in whichever way that your life is leading and what you have available. At the same time, nutrition shouldn't be that hard to stick to right now. Most of us can't go out to eat. We aren't in big social gatherings. So we're either at home, we're not really eating out. It should be pretty easy to stay on track with your nutrition. It's kind of lined up for you to be able to stay on track quite easily. Now, you may not have all fresh foods all week long with the situations at the grocery store and whatnot, but you can still use, just make sure you're hitting your calories, you're hitting that protein goal, and you're going to stay on track throughout this time. You don't have to be eating the freshest or the most healthiest foods. You just need to make sure you stay on top of your calorie numbers, stay on top of your protein numbers. If you count macros, stay on top of your macros, whatever it may be. And you're going to make great progress throughout this, um, especially if you're still training. You're still at home. You're still getting in your workouts or some are still working out at the gym, depending on your situation, what you have going on in whatever part of the country that you're in. So I just want to lay that out there. But like I said, today is all about plateaus and how to get past them inside of your fat loss journey so that you can ultimately get to where you're trying to go. So first and foremost, you need to understand why plateaus happen. And I'm going to keep this brief. We're not going to go into super technical explanations or get really scientific with anything. I'm just going to keep it brief and easy to understand for you. So a plateau occurs at a certain point in your journey because the metabolism is adapting to the amount of calories that you're feeding it every single day. Your body doesn't want to ultimately lose weight. I've talked about this before. So over time, the metabolism gets smart and starts adapting down and down regulating to eventually create the new maintenance where you're eating at inside of that deficit. So at first, when you create a deficit inside of your caloric intake, you should be losing a decent amount of weight every week. But as you stay there, your metabolism is slowing down and trying to adapt. So if you stay there for a long enough period of time, the metabolism will eventually adapt and you're not going to be losing weight anymore because your body has adapted to the number of calories that you're eating to maintain homeostasis and maintain your weight because a calorie deficit ultimately means death. 
that's an extreme way to put it, but it, but really it's true. If you stay in a calorie deficit for long enough and stay in that negative energy balance for a long enough period of time, you're ultimately going to wither into nothing. Now your body's smarter and it doesn't let that happen. That's why metabolic adaption occurs and that's how we create plateaus inside of our journeys that can be frustrating. So just understand that. That's where a plateau comes from. That's why it's important to be have a good understanding of your caloric intake during a fat loss phase because if you just cut calories super low when you start a fat loss phase, let's say you could be losing fat on 18, 1900 calories, but you decide you want to go really fast. If you eat 1400 calories, are you going to lose fat faster? 100%. You definitely will lose fat a lot faster. You'll lose weight faster. But as your metabolism adapts to that number faster, then you're going to have to go even lower and it's going to be harder to keep losing weight because you're going to be at such a low amount of calories and you're going to get so hungry that it's not going to be sustainable in the long run. So slowing things down and losing somewhere be, somewhere around 1% of your body weight per week is going to be a lot more sustainable than dropping calories super low and trying to lose weight really fast. A lot of people will do this without counting calories. This is why keto is so popular because you just cut carbs, which automatically makes you eat a lot less calories in a day and you start losing fat. But that's why we see the big regain on the back end of that most of the time with people because once they end up into a plateau, they don't know what to do. Ultimately, they have to eat less, but they don't understand that. And so they get confused and they get frustrated and then you end up going on the reverse back to your old habits and then overeating and ending up back where you were before you even started. So understanding your caloric intake, your body's energy balance, and what happens as you stay in a deficit is super important to understand before you even get into the process so you know what to do moving forward when you hit a plateau so you can keep creating progress in the long term and just slip past those plateaus as they occur until you eventually get to where you want to be. So hopefully that makes sense. That's why plateaus occur. Basically, it just comes down to metabolic adaption. Now, what we're going to talk about today is the five-step process that I take my clients through when they reach a fat loss plateau. And it might be a little bit different than what you're thinking. So I think you're going to want to stick around and hear all five of these steps that you should take in this specific order to make sure you're tackling the plateau for the correct reason that it's not that is actually happening because it always doesn't come down to that scientific fact of a metabolic adaption. Sometimes it's our fault that the plateau is occurring. So first and foremost, sometimes you might just think you're in a plateau when really you're not. So you need to understand what a sustainable rate of fat loss progress is inside of your journey. Generally, it's somewhere around 1% of your body weight loss per week is a good sustainable rate that's going to be fast enough to keep you motivated, but not too slow that it takes way too long for you to achieve your goal. Now, if you're losing that amount, you're good to go. Just continue doing what you're doing because you're not in a plateau. But what some people will do is they don't gauge their progress throughout their journey day to day or week to week or month to month. So you're you're sticking to the plan, you're doing what you're supposed to be doing, but you don't feel the progress happening in your body or see it happening. And so you think you're in a plateau. This is why I think it's really important to make sure that you're weighing yourself every day. Now this scares a lot of people to have to weigh yourself every single day. But what it does is it teaches you that your the weight on the scale every single morning is just a data point. You can take seven data points from last week compared to seven data points of this week, take the averages of both, and that's going to be a decent number of how much actual weight you've lost in that week's time frame. So before you go thinking you're in a plateau, make sure you're tracking your weight every single day and then you're 
comparing the averages over time because what a lot of us will do is just look in the mirror and expect to see changes but we see our bodies every single day we're not going to notice those little changes as much because we're always looking at ourselves those subtle changes just kind of blend in with your eye and you don't actually see them happening so by tracking the data and understanding your weight day to day you're going to be week to week excuse me don't worry about your weight day to day because it's going to fluctuate big time i have to talk with clients about this a lot as well your weight day to day is going to go up and down up and down but over time if we draw a line through that graph of your daily weigh-ins it should be trending down slightly and if it's doing that you're right on track there's no need to make any adjustments because you're not in a plateau. So if you think you're in a plateau, but you're not tracking any sort of rate of progress using the scale or anything like that, you're just trying to look in the mirror and see how you're looking and how you're feeling, I would suggest strongly that you first start out by weighing yourself every single day and then taking those weigh-ins of each week, take the averages of each of them, and if it's around a 1% loss per week, you're right on track. If not, then we'll move on to step two, which is a hard question that you need to ask yourself. Before you go blaming your set of calories or the plan that you're on, I strongly urge you to look at yourself and look at your actions. Are you staying as consistent as you should be to produce the result that you want to achieve? That's a super important question. What I find a lot of times with clients as well is it's a natural human behavior for us to always blame something that's out of our control on whatever the problem is that's at hand. We don't automatically look at ourselves as the issue. But I would argue 75% of the time when we do hit a plateau and we're not making progress, it's not because our metabolism has actually adapted. A lot of the time it's due to our behaviors and our inconsistency. Because the longer you go on a diet sometimes the easier it is to get a little bit relaxed in what you're doing. And if you aren't weighing out your foods, if you're just eyeballing things, if you're eating out more often, if you're grabbing random snacks here and there and not tracking them, those types of things add up and it's ultimately going to make you stall out in weight, in weight loss. You're not going to continue to lose weight if you're not being as structured as you were when you were losing weight in the first place. So is it your actual calorie numbers or is it a behavioral thing on your end that you can clean up. If you have any room on your end where you feel like you've gotten laxed, you're not tracking as much, you started eating out more, which eating out is fine, but there's gonna be more variable in your tracking when eating out compared to when you're cooking it at home. So if any of those variables are changing and now you're starting to slow down in progress, just understand that there's a good chance it could just be a consistency factor on your end. You're still getting in all your workouts. Are you tracking all of your food as good as you were when you were making progress? Are you still getting into all of your cardio sessions? If all of that is happening and you're being as good as you were before, then we'll move on to the next step. But if you feel like you've started to got, if you've started to get a little bit lackadaisical on that end of things, obviously it's important to take a step back, look at yourself, clean that up first and get consistent again, and then reassess once again to see if you'll begin to make progress again. And 99% of the time when I do this with clients, we have that hard conversation, talk about their consistency, why we're in the plateau. They'll want to blame the numbers. But when we take a step back, look at their food logs, look at their actions, what's happening, a lot of times they just get lackadaisical in what they're doing, which ultimately leads to the plateau because they're not being as consistent as they should be. So I urge you to do the same thing. Have those hard conversations with yourself. And that's why having a coach can be so important because we don't always look at the full perspective when we're looking at ourselves. We try to protect ourselves and think we're actually being better than we probably are. So to have somebody there to check you and ask you those hard questions is ultimately going to help you get to your goal 
faster because you're going to make the correct adjustments instead of blaming something that isn't actually on. That's not the reason that you're not producing the result you want. It's actually yourself. So you go correct the calories and you ultimately still stay in that plateau because you're not being as consistent on your end and double checking everything. And so you ultimately end up just spinning your wheels and get super frustrated because you don't know why you can't make progress. And all of a sudden you think this just isn't working for me, but really take a step back, take a hard look in the mirror and make sure that it's the actual numbers fault that you're not losing weight anymore. And it's not a consistency factor on your end, which takes us to step number three. So now you have made sure you're tracking your weights so you know that you're making the correct amount of progress or what progress you're making. You are staying super consistent. You've had that hard conversation with yourself. The third step is to look at how long you've been dieting. Have you been dieting for 12, 24, 36 weeks? If that's the case, maybe it's time to look at your biofeedback, your hormones, and make an adjustment other than staying in a diet to ultimately make long-term progress like you want, aka I'm talking about a maintenance level. Maybe it's time to reverse back up to a maintenance to allow your hormones to recover, to allow your metabolism to adapt on the way back up so that you're not so food-focused, you're not so hungry all the time, you have more energy, your training can go better. A lot of the times that's what needs to be done rather than dropping calories. We should look at going through a maintenance phase to let your metabolism adapt on the way back up, fully heal, fully generate all of its capacity back, as well as let your hormones recover, let your energy levels recover, let your motivation recover. And then once we've done that for a considerable amount of time, somewhere between four, eight, even 12 weeks, then we can drop calories back down and continue the fat loss phase. I'm doing this with the client right now. She's been dieting for 26 weeks. I think at this point, she's lost a little over 30 pounds. And she's at a point where motivation is starting to, to go down. She's starting to hit a little bit of a plateau. And so what we're looking to do, her energy's down, her hunger's starting to come up. So what we're looking to do is we're going to take her through a slight diet break. We're going to reverse her calories back up to a maintenance and let her sit there to let her metabolism slowly rise back up, up to where it was before, let her hunger levels dissipate, let her energy levels come back, let her just enjoy her training and not focus so much on fat loss for the foreseeable future. We'll probably stay here from anywhere for four to 10 weeks. She still has a, a little bit of weight to lose that she wants to. So we'll stay here, see how her biofeedback comes back. And once her motivation is there, once her metabolism is regenerated, once her hormones are all back, then we'll come back down into the deficit and continue to get her making the progress that she wants to, to ultimately end up where she wants to be. And that's a hard pill to swallow. A lot of people don't want to take the time needed to go back up to a maintenance and not focus on fat loss. But sometimes for you to ultimately reach your goal and get there in a healthy way, mentally and physically, it takes these diet breaks along the journey for you to be able to make the sustainable and long-term progress that you want to make. All right, moving on to step four. Let's say you're not ready for a diet break yet. You need to keep losing fat. You've gone through all of these steps. Now we're at a point where we're going to make an adjustment to your program or to your nutrition. We can look at either adding some cardio to what you're doing or we can look at dropping calories. Now, if we're going to drop calories, I would advise dropping around 100 calories from each day. That one drop will be a negative of 700 calories per week, which should kickstart things. Now, if calories are already decently low, you don't want to drop calories anymore. You want to be eating as much food as possible. 
you could look at adding some cardio instead because the extra cardio is ultimately going to mean more calories burned, which is going to create a bigger deficit. So if you're going to add cardio, I would try to burn somewhere around an additional 600 to 700 calories per week, just like I was going to take away that 100 calories in food per day to ultimately end up creating a negative of 700 calories in your diet. We're just going to do that same thing, but through calories burned, aka cardio. So I'd look at maybe two 350 session, 350 calorie burned sessions per week to equal that same amount of 100 calories per day. And so that's how you start to kind of get this understanding that food and exercise and your body's energy balance are the biggest factor to you losing or not losing weight compared to the food choices that you're eating or how many carbs you're eating and all these random things that people try to influence you on to get you to to buy their course or to buy their shakes or to buy their diet or whatnot. It really doesn't come down to any of that for you to lose weight. It just comes down to your body's energy balance. You can either take away a little bit of food or else you can keep eating the same amount of food. You can add a little bit of cardio to ultimately burn more calories per day. Either way that you go, it ends up creating a bigger negative energy balance in your body, which that is what's going to produce more fat loss over time. So if you're going to take away calories, take away 100 calories per day. If you're going to add cardio, add 700 calories burned of cardio per week. So that could be two 350 calorie sessions. That could be whatever you want it to be. That could be two 300 calorie sessions with one 100 calorie session. That could be three 200 calorie sessions with one 100 calorie session. However you want to do it, just make sure you're burning that amount of calories that would equal the same amount if you were to take it away from your food. And it's going to ultimately equal the exact same thing. So from here, whichever way you decide to go, if you decide to take it away from food, if you decide to add cardio in, whatever it may be, all we're going to do is now just give yourself another one to two weeks and then reassess. So get back to weighing yourself every single day, see how that's going, and then take those weekly averages. If you're back to losing around 1% of your body weight per week, you're right back on track. Milk that out for as long as you can. Again, the metabolism might start to adapt. Again, you might go through these plateaus over and over. Some people's bodies like to adapt really fast. Some people's bodies don't adapt very fast and you can go for a really long amount of time. Just depends on how adaptive your metabolism is, which comes down to your genetics and things like that that are really out of our control. So it's important to just understand that we're all going to be a little bit different. Some of us aren't going to encounter very many plateaus. Some of us are going to encounter a lot of plateaus and we're going to need to go through that step-by-step process to ultimately get to where we're wanting to be in a sustainable fashion. So I know this was a super fast process fast podcast with a ton of actionable information that you can take. If you're inside of a fat loss plateau right now and incorporate it into your own journey, make sure you go through that step-by-step process to make sure you can dial in and really understand where the problem's at. A lot of the time, it's not necessarily a metabolic adaption. A lot of the time, it's either we're not gauging our progress correctly or we're just not being as consistent as we once were to produce the result that we want. So I really hope that this helps you. If it did, I'd be super appreciative if you could take a screenshot of this episode, put it on your IG story, tag me in it. I'll repost it on mine as well, just so that more people can see this. So, Or you could just send it to a friend. If you have a friend that's going through a fat loss plateau right now, they're frustrated, or they're in there, in the middle of their fat loss journey at the moment, this would probably help them. This information is something that might help them ultimately reach the goal that they're trying to reach. So I'd really appreciate it. Share it with somebody who needs this information just as a good deed, especially in this time of the world. 
things are a little bit crazy out there. So the more nice things we can do for others, just the better we're going to feel about ourselves and the better we're going to make other people feel, which is going to make things a little bit brighter. So hopefully you guys are having an amazing day. I appreciate you for tuning in and I'll talk with you soon.